0: some of the very bestest people to be with in the whole world right now right here thank you very much Meg and georgia for having us and having yourselves
1: Happy New Year's everybody and welcome in to episode 40 of the Bluest Tape. I'm Harvey Couch alongside Jeff Kolast. And thanks for joining us as we take our weekly trip through the live catalog of Widespread Panic. And uh, happy New Year's to everybody. As we record this, it is New Year's Eve, which is always a fun day in in panic land. Uh, Neither of us in Atlanta to go to the Fox tonight, but... um, Jeff, do you have any big plans in um in Memphis?
2: Uh, just gonna take uh or meet up with another family and hang out at their house like we did last year and do do early early countdown for the kids and get them off to the bed and then the adults can hang out and consume
1: nice. into
2: the <laughs> into the into the early morning hours. With with, you know, a designated driver of course. But uh, but basically the idea is to go have fun and stay off
1: the roads as much as possible. Because remember,
2: remember, kids, New Year's Eve is amateur night. So,
1: (laughs) um, we are um, we're actually going to a concert tonight. I don't. Ooh, the last time I went to a concert on New Year's Eve was probably 1997. But um, we're going to see. There's a local band called The Wooks. That is uh they're a bluegrass band who's they've gotten some some like you know national acclaim they played at some of the bluegrass festivals and gotten some awards and um they're playing two nights at a club here in lexington and last night they played a bluegrass night and tonight they're actually plugging in and playing electric because um, 'cause they're all like you know they're all talented players and so um they're having some guests up and yeah so we're going out and uh mom's in town so she'll she'll watch the boys and then we're gonna go uh a party like it's nineteen ninety seven I guess
2: cool I can't remember the last time I went to a show on New year's Eve either it might have been ninety nine yeah. I don't know i think uh I went and saw the big woo in uh remember the big woo uh, I know.
1: indeed yeah yeah
2: um in saint Paul, but I think that was the night before new year's eve so that does obviously that doesn't count anyway um well that sounds great i would uh there's actually a really good show tonight in in memphis uh, southern avenue which is a local band um, of memphians and a really good guitar player from israel that are on stacks label they're playing for free tonight so if we didn't have other plans we might have tried to might have tried to sneak out and go see that because that's going to be a great show too
1: nice um all right, so do you have a, uh, <coughs> a, a weekly recommendation for the good people, Jeff? I do. Well, first, tip of the hat to you
2: for turning me on to Slow Burn, because that's pretty much the best thing I've heard in a long time. Yeah, um, the podcast. Outsta- yes, outstanding. Pretty hard to – driving back from Wisconsin yesterday in the car. And it was very disappointing when I said, "Are there, what, 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 you know, is there another one? Uh-huh. I said, no, no, not yet. <laughs> so – um but it's great so i really recommend that the other one that our friends back home turned us on to which is another sort of history related one is one called uncivil which sort of looks at some of these things that happened uh look things that happened during the civil war as a result of the civil war hmm. and uh the first one is sort of about it. The, the the two that i've listened to have been one has been about sort of um the first one I'm stammering here because I'm trying to explain it in my mind. Um, basically, just looking at sort of things, part, parts of the civil history of the Civil War that aren't well known, but also how those events are still shaping what's happening today. And the last episode we listened to was about what's happening on Sapelo Island, Georgia, and the, the the Gullah people that claim that uh, were able to get some of that land back after the Civil War, and basically through because of the government and shifty you know, real estate developers are trying to take their land away and turn it into, you know, a resort town, um, and their efforts to fight back. So that was really interesting and just sort of a way to, uh, even though that stuff is over 150 years old now, we're still
1: dealing with it today. So it's
2: uncivil. It's, it's a good one. I I recommend that too.
1: Okay. Um, I'm going to recommend the, uh, the album from the band that I'm going to see tonight. And that's the, the band is called the Wooks, just like you would call, um, you know maybe dirty fans that go to go to fish or dead concerts um and the album's called little circles So it's available on Spotify and Apple Music, and or you can buy it, and uh, it's good. It's really good, sort of, um, uh, you know, I don't want to say like new grass, but it's sort of like progressive bluegrass, maybe, so um, it's cool. Check them out.
2: I, uh, I like how you just said, works go to dead in fish shows.
1: They don't go to panic shows? Maybe they do yeah. now. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Um, all right, so tonight... We're going to talk about uh, New Year's Eve shows, and, uh, and panic. that's been a tradition for the band since going way back. Um, that uh, party on New Year's Eve with the band, and um, <clears throat> so we picked out some of our favorite, or uh, I guess I picked out. I don't know that you made any of these selections, Jeff. You I didn't, but ab- you but abdicated
2: you, responsibility to me. But you picked out some winners,
1: so thanks. So we're basically going to go from 95 through 99 and we're going to play a bit from each of those years. And, um, so the first thing we're going to do is, uh, and it's kind of interesting, I think, because we, from 95 to 99, what you get is the, the transition of a band from, uh, you know, they played, played the Macon Coliseum in 94 and 95 after having played the Georgia theater, uh, you know, for all those years. And then, um. Megan Coliseum, 94, 95, and then the Fox Theater, 96, 97, 98, and then they moved on to Phillips Arena in Atlanta, and so you sort of see the the growth of the band from 95 at the Megan Ma- Coliseum through 99 when they're playing at uh, at a big uh, arena in downtown Atlanta. So, um, and everything in between, and uh, I'd say all of these shows have are really good, honestly, from start to finish, but have have lots of highlights it was hard to uh, to trim down to pick out uh some of my favorite stuff so but um we're gonna start things off in 95 and um, this is the uh the opening combo from december 31st 1995.
2: panic new year's eve 1995 the macon coliseum in macon georgia uh right at the top of the show uh, with the send your
1: mind tall boy opener this is sort of just uh you know on paper is kind of a yawn for an opener but um i just love it so much there's so much energy um both in the crowd and and i think on the stage and, and sort of the the vocal interplay between jb and schools at the end of uh send your mind. And then even just sort of through Tallboy it seems like everybody's just sort of hyped up. And, um, I would highly recommend if you haven't explored this show to do so, um, just listen to it from front to back. <clears throat> There's lots of really good stuff. Um, <clears throat> you get an early first set impossible. The I'm not alone is really good machine bar stools. Um, and then, uh, they bring back Genesis, which they hadn't played since 91. sort of the big bust out that year. Um, and then a port song junior closer, which is always I always find junior as a set closer is sort of an interesting um, placement. And then um, coming out of uh, out of the set break, and you know for New Year's, this is the last I guess two set New Year's show, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you get David their friend David Blackman on fiddle for for takeout, ain't life grand and chunk of coal, um, and then a really good sleepy monkey, and then a really um, kind of um, exploratory disco diner blight. and There's a lot of really cool uh, sounds, especially in between the songs as they make those transitions. And then um, Blackwing comes back out. They do Drive-In, Papa's Drums, Papa's driving, which is a great double-decker sandwich. Um, close up with Conrad, and then a great encore of Pusher Man, Love Tractor, Red Beans, and uh, send the folks home with a smile on their face. And, uh, I certainly did that night. And I know most of the folks that were there did as well. The blood, the boys for bloodkin opened and, uh, but surprisingly didn't uh, come out and guest with them. So, um, but great show from 95, uh, the new year's in Macon. If you haven't listened to it before, check it out.
2: What do you do post new year's Eve show panic show in Macon, Georgia, Harvey?
1: I don't remember. Honestly. Um, I think probably go back to the best Western and, uh, you know, <laughs> hang out with the folks that we went with. I do know that we went to the, um, I guess it was maybe the day of New Year's Eve day. We went to the uh, to the cemetery and saw um, Dwayne and, and Barry Oakley's graves. Yeah. Um, so, I don't think that was, maybe that was New Year's Day, but I think it was New Year's Eve day that we went there. And that was pretty cool. I, uh, what...
2: We don't need to digress, but I, I do say I will say that we should have a whole conversation about the hotels we stayed in.
1: Oh gosh!
2: <laughs> when we were tra- while traveling to go see Panic, that's a whole that's a, that's a whole show unto itself. And we should definitely take listener submissions for that. One. Yeah, all right, yeah, <laughs> and
1: uh, stay away from the Econo Lodge in downtown Louisville at all at all the costs. Oh <laughs> uh, man! Um, all right, so uh, we'll move forward here to uh, to the Fox Theater in Atlanta this is 1996 um in 95 they did the, essentially a three night run but they went from Chattanooga to Spartanburg to Macon um this year in 96 they actually you know set up shop at the at the Fox and um and did three nights uh ending up with a three set show on New Year's Eve and um it was a great way to end a great year you know and I remember I don't know if it was in the um what was the in the Moon Times, or maybe it was in the Everyday Companion. I remember somebody talking about '96 being the year of the Fox to the Fox, because they started oh, yeah. out, uh, you know, in Boulder and sit and ski. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously, we we're both uh, we're both fans of the year. And um, but they they finish it up strong. Uh, the First set is a is a seated acoustic set, and uh, their their friend Vic Chestnut comes out. I guess that's the first time that Vic performs with the band. at a widespread panic show. They had done some Mm -hmm. like bar tab and, uh, and whatnot appearances before. And I guess brute, they'd done, you know, brute appearances, but, uh, for Vic to actually come out on stage, uh, with the band and there was some good stuff there. And, uh, so, but we, we, I picked, I guess, a a segment from the second set of this third night and, uh, they opened the second set with bar stools, which is just a fantastic opener. So, you know, Seems like one that they should have done more, but didn't. Uh, but barstools opener, and then uh, kick things or take things to this place right here.
0: Take one second to say how grateful we are to be here right now. So
2: New Year's Eve, 1996, the Fox Theater in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, right at the start of the second set, A of D into Hatfield, followed up by Better Off. And uh, one thing, I think the theme for me during this, or for these selections, Harvey, is, and I think for New Year's Eve in general, which I think what separates it from Halloween a lot of times, is classics done very well. <laughs> and yeah. I think, if, looking at, if you everybody should go back and listen to these shows and look at the set list and you'll see you'll see chili you'll see bar stools you'll see papa's you'll see diner you'll see a lot of the classic songs come up and you don't always get those on halloween you know halloween is sort of where the where you expect the covers and the bust outs and and some interesting things but new year's eve is definitely sort of where you where, where the classics tend to come up and this version of Hatfield is just tremendous. And I think what you said before we got started was why did not they do this every time, which would take away the specialness of this one, I guess. I guess, yeah. uh, um, You know, again, another reoccurring theme is, we talk about it for rock, but it works for other songs too, is engaged JB. And obviously there's the raps and stuff, which tend to go off in tangents occasionally if you ever want to hear one that goes off way off on a tangent, listen to November ninth, 2000 from champagne. But, um, this one is more than that. It's some really excellent guitar work and some interplay with Ian Hauser right in the middle of the, of, of the song. And it's, it's, it's an awesome version.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, this is stuck out to me in the moment as, you know, like one of those, I want, you know, they're just <coughs> taking it to the next level and, um, there's great stuff with Jojo and like Todd when they kind of bring it back up at the end and, um, and a a great long intro too, with the piano intro. And, um, yeah, so this is maybe, this is probably my favorite version of Hatfield. I think you could, you could make some arguments that maybe there are better like JB rap versions. Um, you know, that where there's some cool stuff in that, in that part of the song, but as far as start to finish, um, this is just such a good version. And, um, and you're, you're so right, and I think especially just with 96, because it just seemed like they were just firing on all cylinders, but every night of this run, there were, like, um, you know, head-exploding head, head exploding type moments, you know. And this is one of them, but then even late, like just a few songs later, the, the happy is really good. They stretch it out and, and play, kind of jam it out at the end, and all of the third set is top-notch. And the night before, you had the big... Uh, a big junior, uh, ain't no use jam with uh, with Chuck Lavelle that went in sort of places that they didn't usually go, um, sort of you know way out places. And uh, so this is a great run from start to finish. And uh, this was just a snapshot of of a band that really was just um, you know firing on all cylinders. I don't know any other way to put it. They were just um, uh, every every moment of this run was just. Uh, it was just a, them at their best, I think
2: so we jump ahead a year to nineteen ninety seven and again i I was not there for any of these so but Harvey was and but I think this the show the new year's eve ninety seven show is a pretty special show I think for if you were there obviously, but even if you weren't there um that that first set so the hit that, the the history of the band first set um and where all the members come out sort of in progressive fashion was pretty cool. And obviously, you, Harvey, you can talk more about that. But um, the selection we're going to play right at the start of right after the uh, the, the countdown and Oddlang sign really to me is a I can't think of a better way to start a year <laughs> than, yeah. than with the the, than the way they did here. But I'll I'll step out and let you talk about this a little bit, Harvey.
1: Well, I, I definitely want to get into this whole run, but I think I'll probably do that after we play it. But but I did want to point out, because um, i had been to the two years before, and it seemed like, and I mean, this is just part of, you know, your level of expectations, but it was like in 95 they did, you know, Takeout, Eight Life Grand, you know, and, and all of these, like in hindsight, it's like, oh, that was, you know, that's pretty cool. And then in 96 they do Hopeless World, Hope in a Hopeless World, which is, you know, in hindsight pretty cool but it's like when you're there and the you do a big drop you know ball drop you know the countdown and the balloons come down and everybody's all fired up and it's like hopeless world and you're like oh okay cool <laughs> um, but like this this show though it was like really this is how as far as I'm concerned like this is how you ring in the new year's and uh, starting out slow and then just you know blowing the roof off the roof off the place so uh This is after New Year's, 1997, the start of the third set from the Fox Theater.
0: to smell the cut grass. He used to play ball on Saturdays and was playing in the sun. Lord, tell you like the smell of cut grass? He used to play ball on Saturdays and was playing in the sun. Daddy had his way. Lord, he gets some cut grass, everyone.
2: New Year's Eve 1997 from The Fox in Atlanta, Uh, right after the countdown, a a, a sensational slow porch into Arlene into Greta. And then we follow that up with a couple songs from 1998, uh, also from The Fox in Atlanta, a really nice sounding soundboard, which I believe came from an FM broadcast that they did of the show, um, Wondering and Coconut. Harvey, give us your thoughts on this uh, 97 set here.
1: Um, well, first, I want to give um, props to my then girlfriend now wife, who made the made the trip to join me at these shows in ninety seven We've been together for I guess about seven months, and we're both on both home on Christmas break and uh, me in New Orleans and her in Connecticut. and her family, I think, was going down to Florida for New Year's. and so um, they were driving from Connecticut to Florida. And she got off in, I don't know, Savannah maybe, and took the bus by herself from Savannah to Atlanta to join me and, uh, and a friend of mine and his girlfriend, uh, for the three night run at the Fox. So that, that's a pretty significant effort to drive down from Connecticut with your family and then ride a bu- ride a Greyhound bus, um, from the coast of Georgia to Atlanta to join your, uh, join your boyfriend. But I think she, she probably thought it was worth it. Those are, those are good memories. But, uh, but mad props to her for making those shows. But to the point of the first set at, uh, at New Year's in 97. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was one of those things where you don't really realize what you're seeing until it's about halfway through, you know. Um, you're like, oh, okay, I guess maybe we're getting a JB solo set, you know, because the first two songs are just him. And then um, and then Howzer comes out, and then they play Wish You Were Here, and it's just like at that point, like, things are, you know, not something you. it's just not something you expected to see, and so it's just sort of like everybody's kind of losing their mind at that point. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then schools comes out, and I think maybe at that point you start thinking, okay, what are we, you know, are we sort of? Uh, and I guess maybe it wasn't until Todd comes out that, that where it starts to sink in that they are sort of building up as the band, uh, as the band was um, created essentially. But um, yeah, that's, that's just such a cool set, and. Um, super creative. And I guess they did that sort of on their um, set there. I guess it was more than their 10th anniversary, but um, I don't know. What do you think about it? Like going back and listen, listening to it. Um, what, what's the sense that you get?
2: It's probably to me, it's one of the, I would yeah maybe top 10, top 10 panic moments ever, maybe a little yeah. bit higher up on the list. Um, you know, I just said that new year's is for classics played you know, played very well and said, you know, Halloween's more for bust out. So then you have this set where they bring back, I wish you were here and Ophelia. Um, and obviously wish you were here, no matter when you listen to it or no matter when it's from, it always takes on different meetings since Hauser's passing, but it, um, it's such a great set. And I think it's, it's something that, in the present, so talking about last night's show, you texted me this morning. The first thing I see this morning is <laughs> from you is looks like Panic did for the first time did a three song Flip the Bird encore. Uh-huh. Um, but they did the theme after the ladies' night thing they did in Vegas. Now they're doing the they did a gentleman's night or whatever. So it was uh-huh. all songs, you know, about men or boys or whatever. Uh-huh. So the creativity, I always will appreciate that. But this is a little different because this is sort of you know formulation of the band and also just uh, i mean it never hurts to show your roots and again it's twenty it be twenty years ago today that they mm. did this show so um that's not it's it's not without it's that that thing that was without precedent but i I don't think it will ever be surpassed in terms of in terms of meaning i think that's one of the things that you you always grasp about panic even though sometimes it's hard to see it maybe now, and maybe some of the other things that they've done, there is an appreciation for where the band comes from. And I think the the, the fans always have a deep appreciation for that too. Um, they want to know what comes next, but they also don't want to let go of, you know,
1: where where, where it all started. Yeah. And I mean, sort of a, a meta moment, which is pretty rare for the band. You know, I mean, if, like, they try not to take themselves too seriously or, you know, um, think of themselves bigger than they are, but that was kind of a cool moment and um yeah i mean nothing against like the gentleman's night like that's a kind of a cool theme but it's like at some point you know it's it's stuff with the tricks and just play some music <laughs> but i say that i say that not having been there last night i'm sure it was a fantastic night of music so i'm not trying to poo poo on anything but um yes you, know, you are Harvey. well it's just yes, like at are. some point you know you just like you run out of ideas and then you start coming up with bad ideas and so <laughs> i'm not I'm, again i'm not saying that last night was a bad idea but it's just you know it's Let's just let's just stick to the stick to the purpose here. Sorry. I think. Uh, are or we going to have there, a little bit.
2: A, Are we having a Harvey Couch heel turn for 2018? Am I going to become the positive one next year <laughs> for the next 40
1: episodes? Let's hope uh,
2: um, Well, then we played a brief snippet from uh, the '98 show, a really nice uh, FM broadcast. I think right at the end of the second set, uh, wondering, and then the special occasion song, Coconut, um, and. This whole run, so 98 was the first year that really went out and did a, did a bunch of shows and was able to do a bunch of things in the fall, which we've talked about, at Halloween. And I remember sitting either at, I think for the part of it, I was probably at home, the other part of it, I was probably back up at school for, for New Year's, and going on to my, you know, giant uh, 75 megahertz Pentium desktop computer <laughs> on dial-up, on my AOL dial-up, probably, and looking at set lists from this this night run at the Fox and probably just every day just smacking myself in the forehead like what what mm-hmm. um, I, I love this whole run it's a very it's a very 98 run yeah and, and for for how, how they're playing the songs that they chose um, I love that on the 29th and the 30th they did sort of big double-decker sandwiches around drums proving prop was proving uh, um, on the 29th and then on the 30th they did, they did floozy driving or pusherman driving, pusherman uh driving, which is, which is really cool too. So um, those shows are really great And this New Year's Eve show. I guess it, it's, it's one that was pretty good. It's one that was good though. You know, again, not being there and I'm sure those who were there probably have pretty strong memories about it. To me, the things that really stand out are, you know, the first set is with the Genesis. Week brain is really good, and yeah. that was a, one of the finalists
1: for for what you were going to play. Um, and also electric, you know, was the first yeah, time they had done first electric first set, yep. so, which is cool. And and, and um, kind of fitting for '98 too, you know. Yeah, and I really like
2: the Avis Impossible Let It Rock in the second set, um, coming back with Ain't Life Grand for the for the post new for the post uh, uh, countdown song, and then just the. Again red beans shows up in an encore on new year's eve um, contentment city of dreams red beans is a pretty strong
1: pretty strong not uh flip the bird encore <laughs> that's a thumbs. that's a thumbs up three song encore Thumbs up three song encore. Um, but yeah that, that was tough to tough to decide because there's some there's some really good playing in this show but uh I like the Wonder coconut because and and i'd like to do at some point we do a do a, do an episode where we look at um First versions of like uh, of like companion jam, you know, and so like the jam out of wondering, like mm-hmm. they did, you know. The, there's also been obviously airplane, tall boy, walkin'. Those are songs that um, well, they'll have sort of like these takeoff jams, and uh, and I don't know when they started the wondering jam, but I really like this one, and it's a cool uh, it's a cool transition out of wondering into into coconut. I wish that they did that more often, uh, stretching out the wondering at the end.
2: All right, well, let's go on to our final selection for the night for New Year's Eve 99, the Millennium. And there might be people listening that weren't alive at the Millennium, or if you were alive and you uh, don't recall it, there was this sense that when it went to 2000, when <laughs> we had those zeros, the world was literally going to end. <laughs> and it's funny to think that 17 years or 18 years later now, we're actually closer to the world ending than we were now. <laughs> That has, nothing, it to it has um,
1: nothing to do with zeros. Um, but that has nothing to do with zeros. But was real, was, that was a real—that was totally a real thing, though. Like I remember oh, for being, sure. Like I didn't really think the world was going to end, but I was like, uh, maybe. Well, <laughs>
2: well, I was pretty sure that after like there were New Year's Eves in other parts of the world, you know, yeah. and, and countdowns, and shit didn't get too out of hand. It was like, okay, we'll probably be okay. Yeah. And uh, you know the schools at one point during the selection says something about something well i guess there wasn't a glitch or something yeah. like that so mm. um but it was a cool night uh at the phillips arena the the first night <laughs> the first night doesn't really stand out the show really stand out but it stands out for me because for some reason we left right at the end of make sense to me and we left the left the show. And we went to the bar, and there was nobody there. Like, where is everybody? And
1: oh, they oh that, that they played second like
2: encore. So,
1: jeez, <laughs> Jeff. did yeah, you no. leave? Did you leave the, uh, the the next? So, was that your lesson to not leave during Henry Parsons at Halloween 2000? And you actually saw yep. the lawyers' guns and money? Okay. Yep. I was going to say um, cause that would be, and that's
2: <laughs> pretty much what I, I, I. Honestly, I do this today. There was a show here in Memphis uh, back in November. I mean, it, it was getting late, but, and we had to get home for the sitter. Again, things you never thought you'd say. Um, and on the way out, I saw this, the, the guy and the, with the, the lighting guy had the set list on his rig. And before we walked out, I was just like, just, just hang on a second. I just want to look at the set list. So I stood behind him and looked over his shoulder one way, looked over his shoulder the other way. And it came really close to just saying, hey, man, can I see that? <laughs> I wanted to see what was next because I didn't want to miss anything. Um, and it turns out I wasn't going to, and, and we left, and the show went on. But anyway, it was, but that was a a, a good lesson to learn. Um, the second you night, wait
1: for the, you gotta wait for the lights to come up.
2: I mean, did you? Yeah, you're, I you're, know.
1: That's like, that's I don't know what the hurry on. was. Yeah.
2: I, it was. Should have known better. Should have yeah, known better. Um, yeah. The next night, the uh, ninety nine show, or ninety nine to the New Year's Eve show, um, the third set is what I mean still stands out. Uh, to me from this night. It was a pretty incredible um, set of music and we'll play um the piece right at the start, uh right after the countdown. But when we'll come back and we'll talk more about it. Uh but it was a great night. I was also the mule was in town playing their mm-hmm. New Year's Eve show. Yeah. Um, which which that show is like that'll blow your doors off, that show. Um, with twenty first century skin man. The official
1: release of that, right? The Mule Millennium Yes.
2: Yeah. Yes, they did, which is, that's a fantastic show. So, anyway, let's get started and we'll come back with a couple brief stories uh, from New Year's Eve 1999, Phillips Arena in Atlanta, Georgia.
0: Looks like you made it without a glitch.
1: December 31st, 1999, the uh, millennium, the, the clock had turned to the year 2000 and the world had not ended. And indeed the panic, uh, panic boys and, the uh, the folks from Dotty peoples and the people's choice choir and the dirty dozen brass band ringing in the new year from the stage of the Phillips arena with, uh, the Louis Armstrong inspired. What a wonderful world ain't life grand and respect yourself. Um, Tough choice to make. I love the Tall Boy. Testified Tall Boy from right before this at the end of the second set, but um, this one, this one just edged out at the end. So uh, you were there, Jeff. Thoughts on uh, on the start of the third set from '99? There was, I mean, again, a lot of
2: anticipation about what was going to be played, and you know, I remember somebody in the group, not me certainly, but somebody in the group actually, you know, thought it was going to be like a wonderful. There was a thought about Hopeless World again, but then, you know, if somebody said w- Wonderful World and what if they put them together, so that was whoever thought of that was pretty prescient. Um, Ain't Life Grand, you know, Ain't Life Grand and then Respect Yourself. Um, I remember at the time, it was so amazing to see that song. Of course, that's the, you know, the great uh, song by the Staple Singers written by Sir Mac Rice, recorded here in Memphis at Stack Studios. Um But it is... And of course, now it takes on a, a little bit different meaning to me because that's where I work. Um, but I remember after the show, you know, such a great show. Hi, the end of that second set: Chili Barstools, Chili pusher Man Drums, Tears of a Woman, Papas Diner, Papas. I mean, mm. so so there you've got two sort of only time plays. Both played respect yourself. They played very very well. I thought it was an awesome performance. Wonderful yeah. World is you know it is what it is, but it's still right. it was it was great at the time. Um, all Time Love, Feeling Alright Encore. And then I remember we <clears throat> left the arena, hung out, you know, went back to the room and we were, we were rooming with some folks that went to the, the mule show hmm. and it was sort of, you know, they didn't come home till probably like four or whatever it was. <laughs> and, and I remember, all I remember was them not really understanding what panic had done and me in their minds, not really understanding what mule had done. Huh. And I think in terms of, you don't get it. They played what a wonderful world. They played respect yourself. There was a gospel choir. <laughs> and then it was, you know, that was point counterpoint was, but little Milton, but 21st century skitside man, it's like point well made, yeah. but you don't understand <laughs> gospel period choir period there is no discussion here I mean, it was like buckley and vidal or something but anyway it was i just remember this conversation going on between two less than sober people and it was looking back it was very very entertaining um but both are great shows and i do think that the the uh um, this is a in terms of third sets i think that this is put this right up there with some of the better ones from new year's new year's priors and po- and afters um but i think front to back i don't know if it i mean I s to me it's 90 96 97 front to back are probably the two strongest shows in my opinion um, yeah. 97 they're all, especially
1: they're all good though so it was they're nice to good. revisit them i like to do that usually around this time every year just sort of <laughs> pick out a couple new year's shows to listen to um would you want to guess wh- were the first time that I ever heard uh, Respect Yourself and what my first reference to that was when I realized that Panic had played it? <laughs> no. It was an album that came out in 1990- 1987 called The Return of Bruno. Are you familiar with this? <laughs> no. It's a, the, by an artist named Bruce Willis. Very do you good. Remember this? Do you remember this album? I do. Okay. I do. Yeah. So Respect Yourself was on that and actually – I had the cassette way back in the day, and because uh, I was a big, I was a big moonlighting fan, and uh, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so that was my first exposure to uh, to the great song "Respect Yourself."
2: of full circle bruce bruce willis has sat in with government mule right uh, there you go so there you go um i'll also say that this is the only show that i wore bedroom slippers to was because for some, for some reason i felt that was a good idea i don't know why i think it was um because we stayed really close again uh-huh. we got to this show we made sort of the last minute decision to go we bought tickets from somebody that we found on digipanic or, or spread net or whatever We didn't. We didn't want to drive. We wanted to fly. Flights were really expensive, and so we. This is. This is something. This is a bit of a time. You know, you can do this now. We bought vouchers on eBay to fly to Atlanta um, from Vanguard Airlines. Um, before before the great consolidation, you know, there were all kinds of airlines, including Vanguard, which was based, I think, out of Kansas City. Um, thankfully it's no longer in existence because it was a harrowing experience (laughs) to say the least and flying back the next day, we had to fly from Atlanta to Kansas city and then up to Minneapolis and there was a big winter storm Mm. all over up there and we flew through it and it was terrible. And I remember, um, when we got to Minneapolis, we had to drive back, um, drive back to Wisconsin and like there was ice and snow and stuff everywhere. And uh, but yeah, I was like th- th- thinking about that last night. The, the whole buying vouchers on eBay <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> to to book flights to fly to New Year's Eve. So things that people don't do anymore.
1: So this segment of the Blue Estate brought to you by Vanguard Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, anyway, so that wraps up our music um,
2: for for this week. Harvey, you have any parting parting thoughts?
1: Uh, no, I hope that 2018 is uh, is a great year for everybody. Um, it's been fun. Uh, we started this, I guess, in uh, it was a March of 2017. Right. So, yeah. coming up on a year and uh, 40 episodes in, and um, it's a good way to celebrate the end of the year. Listen to all this great music and uh, hope you guys join us uh, all through next year. We'll do we'll do it again. It'll be a lot easier because you know we'll have less to choose from this time next year. Well, I just want to say
2: that uh, it's been fun doing this for, for 40 episodes. I'm proud of the fact that we've only mentioned politics and even obliquely, maybe only two or three times. So I think hopefully that's been a good, we've been a good break for, for it's been a good break for me how about that yeah um, but a good break for for other folks too and um just a chance to enjoy the music and relive some of these great moments from panics past um one thing i do want to say before we get too far is and this is something I, I i i just saw in panic stream yesterday um that depeche misra passed away oh,
1: yeah.
2: uh, on december 20th and they had a little they had a service for him on december 23rd and i didn't know depeche that well um, he was sort of, I, Parallel travel with him, especially in spring of '99, but definitely saw him at a handful of shows with uh, with the Atlanta crew. And I know he's you know very very much missed by a lot of those folks. And so you know, best wishes to his friends and family and stuff. Um, uh, from just again the few times I interacted with him, he was a really great guy, and I'm sure he's he's missed by a lot of folks today. So and I'm sure a lot of people are thinking about him at the Panic Show tonight yeah, too. So, um, but I will say, you know. It's a, it's a new year folks and so close out this one hope you close or when you by the time you get to this hope you will have closed out 2017 in a positive way and can look forward to a good 2018 too and we'll hopefully we'll, we'll be there with you and we'll be part of that positive 2018 going forward
1: All right sounds good we'll uh, we'll leave you to this week with uh, with the, the original of the panic cover send your mind by Mr. Van Morrison <laughs>
0: we Chivadu, 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 your mind. chivadu, your mind.